Raf, fighting is easier when you're not on the mats. That's what you learned and our social media audience, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that normally proves fighting from outside the cage is great, except when you replace that cage with a mat. So still sort of symbolically there. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, Raf Esparza. Raf, you had a scar. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm using that as the noun from the Lion King antagonist mm-hmm. looking mark on your face. Do you want to yes. talk about what happened? How are you feeling? How, how have the days been? Because this is your face. Like, you'd give up a kidney before that face was put in jeopardy. I counted four questions. Which one do you want me to answer? Let's start with how you're doing this evening. Fine. <laughs> Could be better. Could be better. It's a big... What happened? Obviously, it was during grappling. Yes. What happened? I wanted to come up with a cool story for it, but I don't have one. Somebody working from Mount, they were spinning out for a knee bar. They did not trace my head properly because my head is as big as it is. (laughs) Also, they just were a little more careless with it, so I happened to move in the right time at the right place, but that meant that someone's nails on their toes came and cut part of my face near my eye where people have spurred a debate on if it looks more like scar as from the aforementioned lion king uh if it looks more like harry potter although just put a little bit differently with the z or if i look like scarface al pacino which people did not know why he was called scarface because he didn't look like he had a scar anyway long story short all of those were apparently wrong to my wife who said i looked more like dr evil so everybody's got their own interpretation as to what i look like i put it on the internet because i wanted to put a good psa for those who have been in my place and who have luckily survived and those who haven't but instead the internet was very quick in making a meme of myself with the aforementioned once again. Yeah. Lion King, Scar. Well, you have to feel Harry like Potter. part of the problem here, don't you? How and do I feel like part of the problem? Like, please your, inform your meme me. game is sharp and it's quick and occasionally it's very it. specific. The meme is hilarious. And that comes from my training partner, Marlon, who is very funny and I endorse it and I laughed very hard. It's more so... The looking at my eye, and you can tell, like, you may not see a lot of my face, but you know what's going through my head. So, yes, that happened by an accident. I don't necessarily hold the person who did it responsible. They should just be smarter about how they're rolling. So, there is that. Well, I just want to speak on behalf of the entire Verbal Tap crew, and, you know, we're glad you're feeling better. Thank you. That's the big thing. Yes. So it's putting me in a very fiery mood this evening. Got to be careful. Uh, What's is this your worst BJJ looks injury? Like the worst? Because think about it. There are two categories. There's like real injuries, right? Where you know you hurt your back or your (laughs) tear a meniscus, for example. We're talking aesthetics. We're talking like the dangers of too much cauliflower ear. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I one time got a black eye from a dude who was also very careless with how he was rolling. And I guess the hardest part about this is, is that when people do apologize to you and they're like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, you want to be able to tell them that's ah, fine. It's no big deal. But then there are those instances where you go. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Like, that's all the word I could muster was just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you, you let out, like, a kind of, like, hey, you got to be careful on what you're doing. And then he's just like, I'm just glad it didn't scratch your eye. And I was like, you and me both, buddy. That's not all I'm just glad about. I, the dumb part is I wanted to be like. You don't get points for not blinding me. I guess it'd be different if he was working from Mount and he was spinning out for an E-bar and it was a better setup, but it wasn't great. So when you look at it, you just go like, oh, for the love of God, at least do a good knee bar entry. Well, if you clip the face, that's usually a good sign that your technique is a little uh, lagging. <laughs> you know, when you, when you take <laughs> Who can the face. Say, Kevin? Who can say? I All think I get bars to. start with the head. Oh, okay. No, that's that. Uh, hey, I was thinking about a full hardy brown belt Nick Romer who mm-hmm. busted me in the face hard, mm-hmm. like a lip in tooth sitch. Reminding all of us out there, one, that the Baron Bolo is a great game. It's a lot of fun. You just have to be very careful during those initial turns because, you know, that that foot has to go over, Raph. That top foot can't just go kicking your opponent in the face. It can. It's just. I guess it was very effective. Second, wear a mouthpiece, which I'm better about. Are Do you, you doing that now? No, I don't. Uh, it's encouraged at the new gym. Yeah. Well, if anything, I would like to get back to competition, so it makes sense to train with it. I just have a hard time breathing in it. Like, Same here. I, I, I just like, don't understand. And people always go like, oh, you get used to it. I was like, that's fucking false. I've never been used to that thing. You've completely hit it. I would love to wear one, but it does make it harder to breathe. So put that and, out to technology. And if that's already the issue that you have as you're training to begin with... If you put an extra uh, obstacle in front of it, people are like, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to get there. Hey, you know what, though? I'm going to switch to a different topic. I just want to put a quick amen on what you just said. No, I'm just as someone always out of breath. I think that's a special note. Yeah. And I mean, are we mouth breathers? I don't know. I for sure. am. Well, (laughs) I I think that goes without saying. But are we as a collective? Eh, You know, I'd like to think I try and do some good breathing every once in a while. You did talk to hickson i so did you have no excuse yes he touched you as every single human being who has seen that picture has told me yeah why aren't <laughs> you better breathe mm-hmm. you should be great at this um let's discuss the other thing that happened okay kevin i haven't even told you this thing <clears throat> so you know we have that thing with inside bjj yeah that thing being we're really good and they're also recording things and putting it on the internet all those things right and so we've had some people being very very um concerned about our dynamic and i've told people i'm like listen there's not anything you should worry or concern yourself about it's just between us and it had gotten back to me that tim from inside bjj was down here in socal and he sends me a text and he's like you know ref why don't we train and put it all behind us? And I was looking forward to that. I was thinking, oh, man, you know, I think it's time. I think it's time that we get out and train and maybe we can let bygones be bygones. I don't know. But here's the thing. You know, Tim's good from what I hear. I mean, he's not good at talking, but hopefully he's much better at this. So there's definitely a skill difference. But, I, you know, the thing about me is, Kev, what is the one thing about me that everybody knows? In terms of your training? Yes. You're very, very courteous training partner. That's thank you. That's really nice. That wasn't what I was going for. Like oh, I smell lovely. Like <laughs> no, I, I like 
up. I what? I you everybody knows it. You what? I blank up. You fight up? No, I show up, you idiot. But I also fight up. I I was thinking like in a talent perspective. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess you do tend to fight people better than you, but frankly, that's you know, law of averages. Yeah, that's really good. You are there all the time. That's true. I show up. You that do. Is my You'll one show up skill. multiple times if there are a few of them in a day. You will be there. And well, I was also. You've got a few things then because you'll you're always down to roll. Absolutely. You don't take so, a round off. Like there are people not. that are like, yeah, I'm sitting these next three out while I try and find out why my lungs abandoned me for a better person. That sounds very very personal. Like it sounds like you that you're talking about there are multiple photos on the internet of raf showing up and someone (laughs) else not showing up (laughs) so the nice part about this is yes i show up but i get a note uh from tim that says hey it's not gonna happen which begs the question why do they now feel the need to after doing what they've done just duck out and not even show up to train so i guess what i'm saying like them why are they scared If we're being honest and putting them in numerical order, number one, you know, why they scared. (laughs) Number two, why they the worst. Yeah, that would really take a six month question. I haven't been asking myself because I just kind of assumed they were, you know, some people are just always bad, but go on. And number Tris, um, seriously, you're not going to show up to train with me like where are we here i guess what we did come to the agreement was is that um apparently it's looking so rough for metamorris that myself and tim could headline that's at least uh, co-headline because that's how skim the offerings look right now you were just telling me you were looking for a place to volunteer more (laughs) i did i said please where could i possibly give more attention to where where could i for free participate mm-hmm. actively uh, in... i couldn't even write off on my taxes because ooh, taxes yikes <laughs> and so just right uh i was one of the people metamorris didn't pay i don't think that <laughs> there's a w4 there's that? just a class action suit that you just, just sign on you just join a part of because you want to destroy the sport yep well at least we know where they stand we do so i just wanted to say to them yeah, that's great. And obviously my one condition was that it would be under WWE BJJ rules because yeah. I wouldn't compete any other ways. Obviously. So there is that. Um, which, by the way, Kev, we really need to talk about you coming in as a distraction with like a foreign object at some point. Prepared. But discussion been, for a different day. I've got a metal chair. We have some storylines to cover. We're <laughs> Don't talk- say storylines because that's when you really make the – professional wrestling aspect of this whole thing a little too real kevin we have some half news half things that happened in ufc we're going to talk about <laughs> okay there we go why storylines really captures a lot of words it took me eight to substitute it the ufc might have been sold bj penn is calling out gsp which is great for us because we talk to both of them all the time and both of their lines should be blinking here in a few minutes ref so i'm waiting for that to load up and i'll kick you off cm punk is finally fighting at 203 i just want to be on the record saying it tentatively i don't want to like declare it hey he's fighting at 203 because 
I know the internet. Uh, <laughs> then we'll talk a little Bisping being the prettiest girl at the ball right now for everyone that's ever fought. Don Fry. We were just uh, I'm ready for him to call out Bisping and get a rematch. Oh, his uh the guy he fought Dan Henderson already is, so we're good. The UFC has been sold. No, ah, they didn't. Raf, can you explain why that would even come out that they had accepted an offer when Uncle Dana is sending a memo to the team? I don't know. At this point, okay, so if we're being very honest, Kevin and I had seriously considered the aspect of we record an episode, the next day we get wind that the UFC for sure has sold. And it was citing a source from Flow Combat, which is part of the Flow Wrestling, Flow Sports, that whole umbrella. And for a split second, we were like, oh, that's really cool. Good for them. They're going to get a lot of traffic today. I even saw it in Variety, Kevin. Variety is the entertainment trade magazine. So when those two worlds cross over of sports and entertainment, I get a little happy. But I kept wondering. It kept citing unnamed sources. It just said sources close to the situation, which is not an unusual phrase for a number of exclusive beats. However, this one in particular did seem to come back because the next day – Guess who categorically denied everything? The UFC. That's right, because eh, fuck you guys. So I guess it was weird because a lot of people found out that way. But if you listen to our podcast last week, we talked with Dana White, and I think we got a pretty good indication that deal was definitely not happening. I was actually surprised how much we foreshadowed about the coming week. Five stars on iTunes. That's because we get the exclusives, five stars, on iTunes. So I guess what I'm saying is it came out that, yes, it was a little weird. And you know what's really sad, Kevin, is is that I was making a point on there as to say on our Facebook page. I said this is why that whole flow combat thing, this is why people want the story first because then they end up in articles like Variety. The one thing I caveated with on our post about it was I said – the people who post it first either get all of the success that goes along with it, a.k.a. the traffic, but they also take all the blame on if they're a little bit inaccurate. So that whole flow combat being told the next day that it's completely wrong and that they're looking to sue them, and people said, well, what does that mean? Well, does that change anything for the sport of BJJ? Potentially, because it tells us that that's the way things are going to get dealt with if you do shitty reporting quote-unquote shitty depending on who you're really believing on this one so kev i'll ask you yeah is it for sale and if so will we hear about it and when it's for sale there's no way it's not there's a number robert Kraft is involved is he (laughs) i guess he might be the person that's like helping buy this with some chinese media organization the chinese but again i just maybe we need to stop here and this is the moment when we really analyze this as critical thinkers, Tom Brady, are President. they Kaiser Sozaing this? Because if you think about the buzzwords attached to the sale, it's like somebody's in a room looking at something of The Economist, like a page out of it, and is like China with <laughs> Robert Kraft and William Morris Endeavor. Agency, talent agency. You think Dana's just naming rich people he could think of? I don't know. It's a theory that's out there. And I'm starting to wonder if they're all the right buzz terms. So it's either Dana or the guy who wrote the article. And apparently 
he's not the only one who believes that, though. You've got, uh, I believe it was Randy Couture who was saying he's pretty sure the deal is like pretty close to being done. So that does seem to give some weight, although, I mean, Randy took a lot of hits to the head, too. So let's be honest about that. Fighting a long time. Fighting a long time. Doesn't know how old he is. But if you're really thinking about it, that does seem to indicate that, yes, they are for sale. But what does that mean? Are they really selling? Are they going to give up that much more? If they did send out that memo, now let's really ask this. If they sent out that memo to all of the people who work for them that says, whoa, whoa, calm down, everybody. Everybody's fine. And then they do sale. You know, I can only say from having been through this recently with a major corporate America company, that's exactly what happened. We got a fax, not a fax, it was an email, from our president said, hey, everybody's good, not for sale. Next day, sold. Here's my theory, Raf. This whole thing has been an elaborate mole hunting exhibition. It's always, they actually put it for sale. They actually accepted bids and then only told the person they think leaked the Lesnar stuff to Ariel. So that they could test it. And they were like, boom, that guy's fired slash shipped to China now. That was part of the deal. Have we seen that in print? I like your theory. I guess I'm thinking it out logically to its next steps. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I don't oh, think that's a why good is that? Yeah, why? Logically, this, is, uh, this one loses weight pretty quickly. <laughs> If you uh, start tracing it back. For example, that just happened, the Lesnar thing. Well, it's let's just make of, sure. A lot of foresight. We're saying the right things, which uh, as long as we say the word allegedly, I don't believe the UFC can sue us. So, Kev, uh, allegedly, that is a theory that you are presenting, much like allegedly Dana White is Kaiser Sozaing or <laughs> a reporter is Kaiser Sozaing this whole thing. Yeah, I do enjoy the Gestapo-like treatment of the press. It's like, you fucked up an article. It's not true. You're, I'm going to sue you. It's like, why do you? Wh- why does it matter if it's not true at all? Like People print things that aren't true every day. What yeah, but about? then that gets into the whole idea of you, you know, you do have freedom of press, but then if you don't have any accountability, blah, 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 journalism ethics. Oh, there's, there's some thing. restrictions on our First Amendment? Fascinating. <laughs> if you guys want to see a fascinating discussion of our amendments and their rights, please check out our next podcast, Verbal Tap. Bill what? It's a spinoff show that we're doing. It's going to be called Bill what now, I'm, no matter what, even if it's a show about the NBA. It's not. It's going to be about the Constitution. Bill I take it away these arms. <laughs> Bill right? wrongly. <laughs> right to bear arms in my arms. Right so to anyway. take you to the gun show. Yep, exactly. On the beach. So anyway, I guess the thing is, yeah, sure, maybe they could be up to something. And I, I do think we all believe they're up to something. And yeah. yeah. It, the, the thing is, we just don't know what. And if they're really pissed off that they had their party spoiled, whatever. Could be um, But, like, does anybody care if they sell? If they do sell, like, what does that change about our everyday lives? And somebody put it up there where they said, I hope that this is going to make things better for the fighters. And you know what? Us too. But we're not 100% sure of that because there has been a consistent sort of 
shitty treatment to the UFC fighters were part of the deal as to be like, look, this is our business model that makes you tons of money and makes them zero money. So then you have to have a whole change in policy of people treating fighters with some sort of priority and that doesn't necessarily happen everywhere. So yes, we share your enthusiasm for wanting the best of the athletes. We also are keenly aware that the reality may not be necessarily true if people want to keep those profit margins up. So pluses and minuses. And if you're going to keep Dana White on, it doesn't mean a lot is going to change if I'm making a guess. Certainly the eloquence and respect in which the press is being treated with will not improve. Allegedly. It's such a great before. Oh, I'm being told, Raph, we've been kicked off the podcast again. We've oh, been asked okay. by the USC to leave immediately. I'm good. I listened to, uh, I heard, I want. I don't listen to the fighter and the kid because I like his comedy a little bit, but I've never found Brendan Schaub to be particularly, you know, he's interesting. They talked about the whole sale and the media ban, and it was just the word. It was. Uh, <laughs> complete uh, UFC's private company. It's like yes, they're private. Never mind. Uh, mostly they were on our side, but I don't. Th- we need journalists here. Talk to journalists, people. Everybody that used to work for the UFC does not. Uh, speak. Does it really make sense that our version of all the president's men, when it turns in for the UFC, is literally like, who was the mole who gave out the information about Brock Lesnar? Who ruined my Lesnar promo? Who ruined my party? I had a fucking commercial made. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> GSP is getting called out by someone who still, I think, has three months left on his IV suspension. BJ Penn. Do you want to see that fight before I bring on GSP and BJ Penn to debate about it right here on the show? Can I answer that question after they both appear on? Absolutely. Verbal Tap fans, I'm excited. Uh, News this week, and we're going to start with The Accuser, BJ Penn from BJPenn.com and famous IV scandal, is calling out GSP. BJ Penn on the line to explain why do you think you can beat GSP? Ole, 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 GSP oh, you guys are not goes first now. because yeah. he's the champ. Yes, no? That is, I'm sorry. Yeah, actually, that is the rule. Um, I'm looking through GSP's five conditions for coming on the show. Number four, champ first. Sorry. It, to be fair, I wrote it in French-Canadian, so it's very hard for you to understand. Yeah, it was, my girlfriend speaks French, and she couldn't read the French-Canadian, so oh, thanks. Oh, no, no, no. She is not fluent in GSP French. Very no. different. GSP French is... I conjugate before I think. <laughs> Kanja thinking. GSP, do you worry about BJ Penn having any sparseness? Is he spry enough to come at you? Or are you already looking ahead to your Bisping call out? Where are you at right now? Uh, 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 I know how you, you conjugate uh, no in French Canadian, but uh, uh, I believe the answer is still no. Okay, (laughs) sir. Okay, yeah. No, then. Uh, To your first question, to your second one, which, by the way, thank you very much. uh, I would say that Michael Bisping, he is just, you know, like, do you ever look at him and just say, like, oh, what is wrong with this man? You know? A lot. 
and I oh, have okay. a poster, like most people, I assume, blown up and on my wall of all the current UFC champions, including Bismarck. Uh, that is a terrible mistake, and I cannot believe you do it. But GSP is not here to judge you. GSP <laughs> is here. Uh, you know, you may ask yourself, GSP, why Michael Bisping and uh, Kevin? Do you know why? Uh, he has the title. Uh, that is a good thing. GSP is very concerned about who wins uh, the title, even if it is weight division higher than him. But uh, I will tell you why, Phillips Kevin, which is this. I was waiting for someone who I could challenge, who everyone could forget how much they hate GSP. Great call, then, because Bisping, with his punchable accent and his punchable face and his, you know, he's won the title on less than savory terms. I think you're that's that's a great idea. Uh, hello, this is BJ Penn. Like, ah. Is it time for me to come in, bro? Like, I really I can still BJ, chill here sorry. and wait, wait. And like I was mostly sleeping on a hammock. So like, bro, I can go at any time. Go yeah, BJ, tell us your thoughts. GSP finds you to be pretty beatable. What do you think? Well, you know, that's uh something that a lot of people they like tell me, BJ Pan, you like you're really beatable, Braj. And like I tell them, like that's mostly true. Do they say like, Braj when they say beatable? Or they do they make sure to also give you a Braj? Or do they? You know, sometimes I get hit in the head so many times that like I don't even know, bro. It's so hard, you know? Yeah, to hear the word Braj. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's hard. I agree. Uh, I would like to uh, re interject. This is GSP again. GSP, go for it. Yeah. Very much so. Thank you. you. Very, it's just uh, interject, but re-interject is fine. Uh, I would like to re-interject and uh, re-energize and uh, revitalize and uh, regenerate. What is another R word, Kevin Phillips? Uh, respawn. Uh, no, respect. As oh, in okay. BJ Penn, maybe you should have some uh, respect uh, for uh, the GSP. Ooh. BJ, do you feel like uh i mean your call out is a little disrespectful oh no 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 disrespect bro like it's very different like i just thought that like that last fight that we had yeah sure you won and by the fourth round i thought i was actually like in a hawaiian island but no bro like i want to fight you because like let's be real like who really wants to see gsp versus some dude who like barely beat anderson silva but like he didn't and like at least i'm a warrior bro like you could like that's true you know beat like a fellow legend you know you've been fighting for yeah legend is the right word how many you're gonna watch out for the ivs this time oh um no <laughs> No, not worried about it. Just track it up to fluke. No, I think, I think I'm just gonna chill, bro. Yeah, like the nice part about challenging up is that I don't have to watch my weight. So like oh. everybody kind of wins. Shh, don't tell anybody. I won't say a word, and I promise, no one's listening. Uh, Kevin, you have been talking for more than 15 seconds. GSP, uh, not yeah. You talk to GSP. That is rule number one. 15 seconds. Kevin shuts up. I do. Again, I'm trying to follow these fucking things. Why French can it? Never mind. Go on. You need to ask me a question. That is oh. how this works. You are a terrible date. 
moderator. <laughs> Dorval, right you now, just go. Using you more than Sarah Palin abused one of the moderators from the 2008 uh, national debates. Can I Was that give a you thing? Some... Is that a reference? Is this a political year? GSP does not know. He does not follow that politics. Philo, <laughs> uh, you you also should play off this Brexit thing if you want to go fight Bisping. Uh, See if you can get Trudeau to write you a letter. Uh, I just assume you know your prime minister personally. Nah, no, you know the hard thing about the Brexit is is that um, Brexit is what I call when I ask for bread as I exit a restaurant. I go, I would like some bread, and I would like to exit. Yeah, GSP, Thus, famous Brexit. Brexiter. Yeah. Yep, Brexit. Well. I think we've given the people exactly what they wanted out of this no, fight. No, you did not ask if I wanted to fight him, like, under no rules, like, Kevin. Like, can you'll we do, do this? You'll fight him no rules? You're saying I'll throw fight the him, gloves? like, in a parking lot, Braj, like, at the backseat of a Fry's parking lot. Like, I'll fight him in Hawaii, like, all of Hawaii. Like, I'll fight him in a volcano. Like, what about in Canada? Would you go up to Canada for the fight? Uh, you know, it's that's cold. far. But like, um, hold on. I have to think how many sleeps that would be. I think that would be five sleeps is to that, get there. Is sleeps? Is that a day? Is that eight hours? What's no, a that's a night. That's what BJ Penn calls a night. It's a sleeps because you know BJ Penn. He's so tired. <laughs> he's so sad. tired, bro. But he's like, like two of the cutest fighters in the planet. Sorry, go. On. Yeah. First of all, we are not super cute. What do you think we are here for your amusement, Phillips Kevin? I. I mean, a little bit, because neither oh, of you are actively so fighting. Confused. He has no idea who we are. We're legends, and he's just a nobody. We <laughs> should leave, GSP. That is true. I don't disagree with anything. I, I think you are right there, uh, uh, BJ Penn. This has been a good time. Maybe you and I go fight uh, who can uh, drink more uh, uh, beer in the, uh, the bar. That seems like kind of what you guys are both Okay, for- but I'm gonna ask for water instead of an IV, because <laughs> like, oh, bro, isn't that funny? Because yeah. like, I can't, you know, with the IV and <laughs> yes, it's, it's six months. GSP is uh, very pleased by your comedic <laughs> offerings. Kevin Phillips, you once again have proven you are a terrible host. Thank but, you. But uh, GSP, GSP thanks you, and uh, let's say this: let's just both agree that GSP should not fight BJ Penn. Both you and I, or you and BJ? I think BJ Penn and I have basically agreed to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, the more he talks about it, the more I think about it, and I'm like, I don't want to get up for that, you know? Oh, so this is great. See, we fostered a little bit more of a friendship, and we're able to resolve our differences peacefully. Yeah, bro, I'm going to get a burrito with him, and, like, we're just going to talk it out, you know? Like, GSP versus BJ Penn 3 is going to take place at a Dave and Buster's. And, uh, <laughs> First of all, that would be giving the people what they want. Uh, former champs. Current badasses, always hard to understand legends, GSP and BJ Penn. Thank you both for ole, 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 ole. It's BJ Penn with GSP. Oh, verbal tap. Tell your tell your family and friends, five stars on iTunes, you can get exclusives with GSP and BJ Penn. Raf, great news. They no longer need to fight. They worked it out. So that was a true Hallmark moment. It, you could hear like the soft music playing in a Nicholas Sparks film. 
Like it had that. I, if I could just get GSP to be nicer to me, I think I'd chalk I don't it up know as a that t- he has any reason to respect you, but I also understand that. Did you? But did you feel like Oprah though? Did you feel like you had really brought them together uh, when they said they were going to go get a burrito? It was like wow, worlds colliding, and. I think I saved us all four minutes of pretty uninteresting fight time. Fair enough. It was, it was just going to be four minutes, including the walkout or without the walkout? Including. Yeah, okay. and that was a big if BJ medically qualifies <laughs> to get in the fight. <laughs> he was very clear. This will not change his behavior. He's, he still has every attention of taking IV. Raph, you've always been more excited about professional wrestling, which I think is a fair statement on this podcast. Are you feeling the peak of that excitement now that Brock Lesnar is back fighting at 200? We're going to kind of get to see if he's in any kind of shape to be fighting. CM Punk is scheduled for 203. Is this the peak of wrestling in MMA? I guess. They have two of the the biggest people in pro wrestling coming to the UFC. Uh, Brock Lesnar's return, of course, as you may recall... Uh, is something that people are excited about, question mark. Uh, mostly because nobody really gives a fuck. But I think people want to see him fight. I, I just don't think they care fight, about huh? the the pomp and circumstance that surrounds it. Now, and, and frankly, the- he's already come over. Mm. So it's not like, oh, bro, we've never, we have seen him fight several times. Yeah, and he's a Division One wrestler and he's a big guy. And there's a big question mark. Can he knock around Mark Hunt? And if he can, that's going to silence some critics. And if he can't, then it's going to prove every single one of us right. So Different circumstances than the punk at 203 then? Well. Which is like, have they won the expectations game? Because we officially expected him to never fight. They wildly surprised us by booking it at 203. Are they winning at least in the expectation of, hey, this guy can't walk into the cage without KOing himself? How do we say this? CM Punk is way more interesting than Brock Lesnar, just in terms of a personality uh, sphere. So I think people are excited to see him get in the octagon. However, I think everybody's read the same reports. I think they've read that you know part of the reason they held him back is because he wasn't winning any fights at his own gym. So they would have those smokers to see and test where he's at. So that was one report that came through. Could be untrue. Could be true. But consider the following. CM Punk learned the trade of professional wrestling. He was never actually a wrestler. Whereas Brock Lesnar was you know, wrestling in collegiate wrestling and was a Division I wrestler, which is intense. And then translated a lot of those things to the WWE and then later to the UFC. Hmm. So for CM Punk, it was like a blank canvas starting all over. And a lot of people don't have faith in him. And if you look at his opponent, whose name is what? Mikey or Mickey? We one of the two. We, we don't settled know. on something. Gull, the gall of this kid. Am I right? Yeah. So I don't have any investment over who he's fighting. It's just more so the debut. So you know, if it's Mikey or Mickey or whatever his name is, hopefully he'll get his name straight before he shows up for the fight. The idea is it's his meal ticket if he beats CM Punk, but it's not entirely unexpected for him to walk through it. I am pulling for CM Punk despite any form of logic, reason, rationale, any of that. I would like to see him do well, but I also understand the reality is that's a lot to accomplish for CM Punk. Yes, 
and it's definitely Mickey Gold, but Raph and I were joking before the show. Dana was like, fuck Mickey? Fuck that. You're going to fucking call yourself fucking Mickey Gull? You're not a fucking mouse. Fucking Mikey Gull. And it's just been Mikey since. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the fight. I, first of all, not a blank canvas. He still had that head of hair and that beard. So a little bit of painting on that, on that blank can't anyway. I'm tentative. I still, I expect it. I'm going to throw this out. I'm ready for it for 04 or 05. I don't know okay. if we're going to see it on a 203. Okay. I mean, who can believe what out of the UFC these days with the press as gallivanting around as they are, just getting all these stories and scoops and oh, selling just it off. all these moles and it's all these terrible. So rates. hard to keep track of. Oh, co- no. By the you way, it could have been someone. Could have been someone who edited the fucking Brock Lesnar commercial. Anyway, it probably wasn't. Please don't fire the editing team. It was definitely the people that give your press ethics speeches. That's who I heard did it. Anderson Silva is saying Michael Bisping is afraid of him. Michael Bisping is officially getting called out by everyone that has ever fought or will ever fight. Is Bisping afraid of Anderson Silva? Does Anderson Silva just really want to become relevant one more time? I don't know. I don't know about this one because it's hard to pick a dog in this fight. It feels like everybody's cool at Anderson Silva because, you know, Viagra or quote-unquote Viagra. At the same point, I think you can make the argument Anderson Silva won that fight against Michael Bisping. And then Michael Bisping was like, I'm just going to take this win and I'm going to keep my momentum going. And Oh, wait, I'm a champion now. So, yeah, along with that does come with the responsibility of defending it against a worthy opponent. The hard part is how do you call Anderson Silva not a worthy opponent when he did have a razor-thin decision against Michael Bisping that in many cases would prompt a rematch? And, Kev, did he have a rematch clause in his contract or did he say that he's – wanted one or how did that work after their fight they agreed upon one but it didn't happen in part because of injury so much like the hendo versus bisping too there's a lot of unfinished business here raf which is you see that's the part where i i don't i can't come up with anything i have zero unfinished business between these two bisping is the champion he should fight the two three or four ranked fighter behind him who is jacques on that list okay can i put out a theory now jacques is you can only like (laughs) fight one brazilian a year and they're like who do we do (laughs) i would say this why don't we do rockhold versus weidman let jacques get his title shot at michael bisping and then for funsies, Dan Henderson versus Anderson Silva too to decide something. Let's not promise them anything. Let's Love just it. say something. Love it. You, it's call the UFC and genuinely tell them that idea. I'm sure they're listening, but if they're not and they miss that, they should. That's again. The I can't emphasize enough. Promise them something. Promise not them something. like a title shot, oh. but just like a thing, like. Makeup, and you know what? Don't even say what it is. Just literally say the winner of this fight gets something. Hendo? Like imagine that coming out of Dana White's mouth. I, I you know, agree. The winner of fucking Anderson Silva and Dan Henderson gets something. 
I you hooked me. Those are three fights I'd rather see than Bisping fight any of those people other than Jacare. So we're on the uh you've sold me on it. Let's get those fights happening. Let's also add our names to the Bisping list while everybody's doing it. I think you should call him out I don't know, early early week. Is he in our weight class? Is he close to my like I think that's my weight class. And then I think one eighty five? Yeah, yeah. We can fun. Sure. You can cut weight. You should fight him because you're at least tall. So, okay. Well, I'll call him out later in the week. That's fine. we'll just double down. See if we can spread it out. Let's also call Robert Kraft out. I don't know why, just to see if he'll talk to us about if he was ever going to buy the UFC. Oh, oh! You think the guy from the Patriots is going to be up front with you, Tom <laughs> Brady? Yeah, UFC <laughs> president. That's going to do it for us tonight, Raf. Let's get some shout-outs in here. Yep. I'll start. Major shout-out to Jubera Jiu-Jitsu, because I found out today they're hosting a seminar with Mr. Lovato Jr., the Rafael. Raph, I'm already... I'm excited. It's like, I, gotta get, I, gotta get, I gotta get ready. I gotta get stoked. Shivali was in town again. Shout outs to the friends that make it through. Saw some Jill Collum, now Jill Beck, some former forensic speech people that Raf and I used to hang and compete with. We did some hiking, had a blast. Got to see Red Rocks finally out here, which is amazing. The amphitheater. Haven't been to a show yet, but saw the theater and it's like, oh, yeah, this is gorgeous. Then Lookout Mountain. Almost had to fight a giant elk. Okay, it was a baby, and I didn't almost have to fight him. But that's going to do it for me. Kev, I've got some news here. This is what really, really helps with uh, doing the podcast and recording it, which is that breaking news can happen at any given time. You may know this in the future, but we don't. We're learning it live on the radio right now. But, Kev, what if I were to tell you that under Carlos Condit's Instagram, he says, might have some news regarding my next fight soon. Stay tuned. Oh, because we've still got him and Nick Diaz. Apparently. I don't know. Uh, And frankly, that's a fight I've been talking about. It was like, why wouldn't we put those two in the center of a cage and see? Same with like Showtime Pettis is another person that needs to. They should all three be in the cage fighting each other. That would be amazing. Oh, hello. Um, Hi, uh, BJ. I'm back again. BJ, what's up? I would like to know if I could challenge Carlos Condit because... (laughs) Um, like, I just figure why not, you know, like, I, I, I do not think that's a good idea. I no, like he is the natural born kisser. I, I believe I, that's his nick. No, oh. two L's. No, I thought it was like kisser. Like he cuddles you. And like, I thought that would be really nice to like, you know, take me to the retirement home y- through gentle you- kisses. Please just fight Dan Henderson, BJ. No, do not step in there with a professional. Carlos Condit. We met him once. He he's very intense. Okay, well, um I guess this concludes uh this installment of BJ Penn offering to fight someone he has no business fighting. So, thank you and thank you, uh, BJ. Okay. We'll, we'll have you back Bye, next bro. week for the Dos Anjos conversation. Right, later. <laughs> so what happens people when you just give them lines into the pod 
BJ, you have to hang up the phone. Oh, no. oh, I saw. Sorry, I have like no idea how this phone works. I just like does, does this dial out? Is that oh, your IV specialist in the back? I oh, hear. No. Okay, bye, BJ. <laughs> no, BJ, he's just so he's always willing to stop by, and that's what I like. Still trying to fight too. Three more months on the suspension. Raph, you got some shout outs for us? Yeah, let's go ahead and start with our good friend, Nick Gregorades. Oh, I'm so jealous about this. Such a great time training with him out this way in the Los Angeles area. I want to thank everybody who came out. It was so nice to have a packed house at Breakdown Academy. We had uh, members from a number of gyms come through. So awesome. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> it was just nice to see. Uh, John Evans getting a good roll in with uh, our good friend Nick and uh, the two of them being super polite to each other, but still doing a role that's like way better than anything you and I could ever put together. Yeah. At like our 100 percent. That was them going 30 and uh, it was just 30. Nice. Oh, a super polite 30. Um, anyway, so uh, I want to thank everybody. who all put that together. Um all the good folks over at Breakdown, that would include Jeremy Romero, who is on the ones and twos with the cameras. We also had Octavio Villanueva, who's a garbage human being, was also taking photos. Um, John Evans was so happy. And I got to tell you, Kev, one of my favorite memories of that whole experience was before Nick or John even got there, our good friend Joey Diaz arrives. And he gets there before I do. And he was doing a private with Nick before because they had just done uh, a podcast together. So Nick had just shown up on Joey's podcast. And uh, you just see Joey Diaz, his head pop out of a car. And once he sees me, he's just like, motherfucking Rafa Sparza. <laughs> and I, my eyes lit up. But afterwards, when he was leaving, he was just like, you know, dog, I got to be crazy and honest with you. We could have done fucking bullshit in here. But I saw you and I was like. I'm fucking glad Roth's here. And I was like, oh, thank you very much, Joey. So the feeling is uh, mutual because, man, he's one of the realest motherfuckers in the room. Like, just always All the time. This guy. Just yeah. uh, can't say enough good things about him. Again, Nick, <clears throat> I got to train with him on Saturday as well. So that was really fun. Gave me some really great pointers. Something that's really going to be very bad for Kevin in the future, which I'm very happy. Yeah, and thanks, Nick. That thing. Thanks, Grammys. But uh, you know what's great about Nick is he rolled through. He did the seminar at the academy. And uh, one of the things I felt like I really experienced is he's always been a very conceptual guy. He's very good at bringing those things to life. But getting to watch him work gave me a true understanding of his perspective on the jiu-jitsu brotherhood. And it wasn't anything he had to say or talk about. It's just – his love for the community and his willingness to come through and do this great seminar for a bunch of strangers. Uh, just, it really spoke to his belief system and getting to like talk with him and, and be a friend with him afterwards was just really cool. So my, my thanks to him. And uh, if you guys ever get the chance to go to one of his seminars, just don't ever hesitate, do it. It's so good. And uh, Nick says that he's looking forward to coming on our show very, very soon. So we're going to look to get him on again very soon so that you guys could hear all about our dynamic role that we had together, which was uh, – it was intense. It was intense. He's just so pretty. Well, you know the hardest part about rolling with Nick Gregorides is Kevin. Uh, not looking into those stunning deep eyes. It's just, mate, 
when he looks into your eyes, you just kind of fall. You know? It's just right there. So, my thanks to Nick. Uh, <coughs> I also want to shout out everybody at Valley Martial Arts Center. We just had our promotion night. Uh, a lot of people got some deserved stripes on their belts. So uh, congratulations to everybody. And uh, I want to go ahead and shout out. Let's see. Who should we shout out this week, Kev? Let's see. Who really deserved it? We had some people. You know what? I'm going to shout out Eve. <clears throat> Eve is one of the nicest people. She looked at me uh, after getting her stripe. Had a really funny look on her face. We got a photo of it. And then afterwards, we're just hanging out, drinking. Uh, and then she just goes, you have a podcast? And I was like, that's the first thing I announce about myself. <laughs> like, how did you not know that? So <laughs> between her and some other people who were like, you have a podcast? And I was like, what's – like, do you guys not hear me talk? I literally say, hello, my name's Raph. Have you heard Verbal Tap? <laughs> that's exactly how the way I meet people. But <clears> – <throat> They were so nice, and uh, congratulations again to everybody. My thanks to Marcelo and John for putting that together and all of the good folks at Valley Martial Arts Center. And uh, I just want to say a nice shout-out to everybody who's been sending in great notes to us. We've been getting some great stuff done. If you guys want to also go ahead and listen to Heel Section, that is our pro wrestling spinoff kind of podcast that we do on this show. Um, it is uh, myself and my buddy Mike Stallings. We just interviewed a person by the name of Danny Limelight Rivera, who is a very interesting individual. He is a black belt in martial arts, and uh, he also is a boxer. Well, not all of them, Kevin, okay. but enough to really actually hurt you. So, you know, <laughs> big stay with uh, the right says, if you would. Great nickname. Absolutely. Dang, limelight's an awesome. Like, he comes on the show and he's like, yeah, I just want to say that out loud. Well, let me put it to you this way. If you guys really want an incentive as to why you should go listen to that show, we give uh, the people who show up, the pro wrestlers who show up on that show, one minute of airtime to take a promo at my expense. So that means they can cut a promo at yours truly. And I'm not allowed to say anything during that minute. But if I don't like it, I'm allowed to respond at the end of it. And uh, one thing I didn't tell him on the air, but I'll tell you guys, is his name's Danny Limelight. But after he cut his uh, promo on me, it's easy to see why he's not Danny Spotlight. If you get what I'm saying? Oh, could you go? I was just also thinking back to the John Danaher. <laughs> you got to it. It's great. You guys, let's check them all out. Check out heel section. <laughs> check out the uh, anytime raps giving someone a minute to cut a promo at him. It's great. <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tab. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Oh, thank you guys so much. Um, is there another person who I could go ahead and challenge before I leave? Uh, who? Mighty Mouse. Oh, no. Me and Mighty Mouse, we have an agreement, which is like, you know, like, no. Well, thank you, then. Is the theme music playing now? Yes. Okay. How much time do I have before I have to go? Any second now. It's going to cut. Okay. Well, bye, bro.